The following podcast will contain spoilers and explicit language. Hello and welcome to episode 128 of Yeah, It's That Bad. My name is Joel. And I'm Kevin. This is a show that looks at supposedly bad movies and asks the question, is it really that bad? And what that boils down to is that we look at movies that are on Rotten Tomatoes and reevaluate that score. Does it really deserve to be that low? Tonight's movie is 1997's Anaconda. Directed by Luis Losa, starring Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, John Voight, Eric Stoltz, Owen Wilson, Carrie Wurr, and Jonathan Hyde. Anaconda is a 1997 adventure horror film. It currently holds a 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. How about a plot synopsis? Sent on a National Geographic survey of the jungle to capture the largest anaconda. That's not even remotely what this It's off to a good start. <laughs> A group of cardboard cutouts posing as actors bite off more than they chew and get chewed up by an oversized and very agitated sneak. That sums up the film. <laughs> <laughs> what looks like it may be a turkey is saved by a CGI snake upstaging all the actors and devouring them. Unfortunately, JLo survives since she would be too glamorous to be devoured, and she would have made the snake look tame by comparison by throwing a hissy fit if she was to be eaten. The perfect Saturday night film showing that not all. <laughs> films need to aspire to Citizen Kane and fun for the sake of it is an art form in itself. What? This is the worst. <laughs> this is the worst plot synopsis. This isn't even a plot synopsis. It's a review. It's a review. It's incorrect. <laughs> and they just start bashing J-Lo for no real reason. That's an embarrassment. Whoever did that, bow your head. All right. Kevin, Anaconda, what is your history with this? I saw this in theaters. What? You ought to be ashamed. <laughs> I was ashamed. How is that possible? I was friends with you during then. What's going on here? You want to know the story here? Because I was bitter that day. <laughs> okay. I was supposed to go see this with my girlfriend at the time and Ooh, a few people. Pretty hot and tempting. <laughs> so they were going to see this. It's like, all right, I'll go. Whatever. I show up. One other dude is there and none of the girls were there. <laughs> What? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, what? So my girlfriend at the time just and, and the rest of the girls decided not to go and never told me and the other dude. So we showed up and had to see Anaconda. Did you guys spoon each other? And we cried on each other's shoulder. And that girl became your wife? No. Question mark? No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, as for me, I never saw this movie or wanted to see this movie. I can't believe I watched it for the show, even though I'm the one who picked it last weekend. <laughs> there you go. I never thought I'd end up seeing this thing. So, All right, let's do what we always do at the top of the show. We'll discuss the actors one by one, and we'll see how you thought they did. First up, triumphant return to the Yes That Bad World headquarters. Not since the days of the cell have we seen Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, this is this is Jenny from the block, right? I think she's still on the block at this point. Okay. I wasn't much impressed with her. This is the worst acting I've seen in quite some time. <laughs> I've seen some humdingers. That's pretty strong. She takes a cake. I mean, I didn't think she was especially bad. She just was so blonde, boring. She felt really weak. Like, everything she said, there was no force, no passion in the words that came out of her mouth. Especially given what happens in this film. Yeah. You know, put a little oomph into it. No, she was so monotone and blasé. She didn't seem like she wanted to be there. No, she stunk in this. Very, very bad. Okay, next up, Ice Cube. Wait, before we go any further, I just gotta say, as these credits were unfolding at the beginning of the movie, they just got more 
more exciting, didn't they? I agree with you. Yeah. Some of the names, I'm like, hey, wait a minute. I'm like, J-Lo, Ice Cube, John Boyd. <laughs> more I, exclamation points every time a new name showed up. I was excited for Jonathan Hyde, actually. <laughs> I was, I, no, no joke. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> But yeah, Ice Cube, he, um, yeah, he stunk too. <laughs> <laughs> now let me ask you this. Swap out Ice Cube, drop in Ice T. What do you think? I think we got a movie. Yeah, I agree. Although, you know what? It's tough to see Ice T getting pushed around the way <laughs> Ice Cube got pushed around in this. <laughs> he really did. He was a loser in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he was, he was a big fat loser. I don't understand the Ice Cube character in this film. He felt like he came off of Boys in the Hood or something, like yeah. one of those movies. It didn't make sense with the other people and he stuck out way too much. He was like a stereotype compared to everybody oh, else. yeah. I didn't like that. He was a stereotype for like an inner city youth <laughs> instead of like he was a cameraman. <laughs> yeah. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, he was worthless. He was wasted. Wasted. Something tells me that cameramen for like National Geographic are like legit serious business type dudes. And they're probably really no nonsense and yeah, like real men. They take a risk. Yeah. Okay, next up. John Voigt. Oh, man. Oh, man. He. This we, is going in the Hall of Fame. We can agree. This guy's a good actor. Uh, right? Not, I don't know. You tell me. What happened here? I think... I think... <laughs> He was using so much of his acting prowess to fake this unintelligible accent <laughs> that he couldn't act. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're talking yes, that bad rules in effect It's yet? like in reverse. Yeah. It's like a, he's like, he's making up an accent because this <laughs> yeah. isn't a real accent. He sounded like a lame Scarface, like a really pathetic Scarface. Okay, yeah. He was... How do you describe it? What was he trying to be? Like South African or what? P- no, Portuguese? South Peru? African. Peruvian. Who was he? What was he? I have no idea. What was with the scowl on his face 24-7 in this movie? Yeah, it was like they told him, just just walk around like like you smell something real bad yeah. all the time. <laughs> Everyone's farting all around you. <laughs> You're the only one who could smell it. And he had that same look on his face, like while he's battling the snake, while he's leering at J-Lo. Yeah, yeah. It's the exact same expression. This is one of the worst performances I've ever seen <laughs> anywhere for anything <laughs> but then again does it raise it to comedic heights oh that's a really good question i find it more annoying than comedic really what last i got from this film were not from him yeah i, ag- I agree with that but i could see if you watch this movie late at night <laughs> it you tickles the, you just you right you got the right people around you yeah it could, it could hit the right spot okay next up eric stoltz not since the days of the butterfly effect <laughs> oh whoa Kevin, you reminded me. Yeah, he was the, uh, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kid touching Papa. He, he was better in that movie than this. He was. Luckily, he's not in this movie much. Nah, he's in and he's out. He lays in this in the bed unconscious most of the time. Can you so. believe that guy was going to be Marty McFly? No. What do you think about that? No, I don't like this guy. I think he stinks. What? Yeah, I don't care for him. What? Kevin. What? Bite your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't do it for me. Whenever I see this guy, I'm like, oh, man. Great. Yeah. Here we go again. <laughs> Is that, that what, you, what you say? Yeah, he just kind of he, he seems to me like he fits into like a certain kind of movie. Okay. I usually don't want anything to do with that movie. <laughs> wow. That's hardcore. Next up, Owen Wilson. I forgot 
forgot he was in this. I had no idea he was in this at all. It's amazing seeing these early movies with him in. Like we saw Armageddon yeah. on on this podcast, and now this. Like before he became Owen Wilson, right? Mm-hmm. When did Bottle Rocket come out? Ninety five, ninety six. Um, yeah, that's probably right. Okay, so he's just getting his feet wet. Yeah, he was he was pretty tame in this. He Useless. Didn't, he didn't do too much. No. Was he good? Was he bad? Uh, was he even there? Yeah. And finally, make it his triumphant return. He has that bad. Ooh, it's Jonathan Hyde. For those who don't know, Jonathan Hyde was the stuffy butler in Richie Rich, the stuffy Egyptologist in The Mummy, and some stuffy character in some other movie we watched on this podcast. He was the hunter in Jumanji. There, oh, he was Van Pelt. He was the stuffy hunter in Van Pelt. <laughs> what do you think? I, I love this guy. Yeah, he did a really good I job. Can't, I can't get enough of this guy. I loved, I loved when he was hitting the golf balls. He does the same thing every time, and it's flawless every time. You need a stuffy guy. You don't go any further. This is it. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's a great character actor. He brought so much joy to my life <laughs> in this joyless black hole of a film. The only time that this movie like really got some like emotion out of me at all was when Voight slapped him around. Oh yeah! Like, Whoa! <laughs> Get hey. your hands off Jonathan! <laughs> <laughs> He really manhandled him, too. It was crazy. <laughs> sure did. Okay, yeah, that's pretty much it. So A-plus is all across the board, eh, Kevin? Uh, C-minus. Oh, I'm going to go with D-plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into the brief history of Anaconda. And when I say brief, I do mean brief. There's almost nothing about this movie. Rightfully so. <laughs> okay, Gillian Anderson and Juliana Margulies were the first choices for the role of Terry Flores, whose last name was originally Porter, but they passed due to scheduling conflicts with both X-Files and ER, respectively, before J-Lo signed on. What do you think of that? Gillian Anderson? I could buy her in this role more than J-Lo. Fight the future, Kevin. Every day. Truth is out there. I'll do it tomorrow. Trust no one. Jean Renault was considered to play the part of Paul Cerrone until John Voight was immediately cast. <laughs> what was that? How was he considered if, he was, if John Voight was immediately cast? <laughs> the, the film was nominated for six Razzie Awards in 1998, including Worst Picture, Worst Actor, Worst Director, Worst Screenplay, Worst New Star for the Animatronic Anaconda, and the Worst Screen Couple for Voight and the Animatronic Anaconda. This movie was also nominated for two Saturn Awards, including Best Actress for Jennifer Lopez and Best Horror Film. Kevin, this movie had a $45 million budget. How much did it make worldwide? I bet you this made some money. I'm gonna say $115 million. Pretty close. $136 million. Smash hit. Yeah. J-Lo brought him in in droves. Alright, so this movie starts off in typical, yeah, it's that bad fashion, Text on a black screen. Whoo boy, we're in for a treat, eh? I was so happy to see this. Yeah, you were floored? This got the biggest smile out of me in this whole movie. <laughs> I was like, wow, it's been so long since we got some good text on screen. Well, wow, like uh, The Last Airbender or some crap like that. Yeah, probably. Ver- no, 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 Lawnmower Man. Okay, yeah. What'd you think of what this thing had to say? Can you paraphrase it? It was exciting. Tell me all about 40-foot condas. Anacondas coming. Oh, Come they on. worshipped them in the jungle and... Uh, Anacondas are such bloodthirsty killing machines that after they eat a man, they'll vomit him up just so they could kill again. You think that's true? No, I don't. Would this movie lie to you? Yes. Hey, this is a documentary. Remember their documentary film crew? You heard that guy in the plot summary? Yeah, I I don't know that that's true. I don't, I could see them throwing up their food to save it for later or something. 
but <laughs> what? All right, yeah, sure, whatever. It's not like malicious. They're not gonna maliciously like swallow you up, spit you out, and then eat you again. Again, just yeah. for just for kicks to punish you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, great. All right, so this movie starts off with Danny Trejo of all people. I was surprised to see him. I wasn't because his name was in the credits. <laughs> I was surprised to see him because I was hoping that wasn't him. I thought, like, he kind of looks like Danny Trejo, but are they really wasting him this early in the film? The answer is yes. A cold hard yes. But anyway, so we're introduced to J-Lo and Eric Stoltz at the same time. What do you think of their chemistry? Oh, they have zero chemistry. None. Why would you say that? Because they're just kind of thrown together. I mean, it's... I'm going to say this. It's it's a good thing and a bad thing. We're thrown right into this, into this movie, right? Like, they're just like, hey, we're a film crew. Yep. Let's go in the boat. For a little bit, I didn't know what they were doing i i thought she was a professor when we first meet her because she's like studying these these aboriginal tribes and all these things yeah and, you know it's it's a good thing because we don't waste time like we get to the action pretty quickly but at the same time there's something lost there because i don't know anything about these people other than they're a film crew and they're going off into the jungle something's lost there i don't have any connection with these characters i mean later we find out that they're lovers that really felt like it came out of nowhere when uh, they kissed yeah. each other yeah I, they didn't establish that because when whatsoever. we first meet them they, they're behaving like they don't know each other and I just assumed that's what was going on yeah they, they were behaving like they were co-workers yes exactly yeah what do you think of this ragtag team yeah they Descri- were, describe they were what we weak. got I, Owen Wilson was somebody sound guy <laughs> he was in a, usually these ragtag teams are, are made up of stereotypes so you can be like oh there's this guy there's that guy this had one stereotype no two 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 stereotypes the rest were cookie cutter yeah there's Owen Wilson he's just the sound guy you could see him playing like the jokester yeah but he wasn't playing that role no, he was just dead meat There's in this movie. There's a girl who's like a, I don't know what she was, a producer or something. That Carrie Wurr girl. She was kind of pretty. Okay. She's got that going for her. You got Jonathan Hyde. He is the narrator. He's the face in front of the camera. Best of the bunch. Ice Cube. He's the cameraman. J-Lo is the director. I guess. Uh, <laughs> Eric Stoltz was something too. I don't know exactly what he was either. He's a, he was there to help them find the tribes. He's the, like the guide. Yeah, he's the Amazon expert. And then there's Mateo, who is Captain. the local cap ship. Quite a ragtag team, eh? On par with the Doom team or the uh, Dante's Peak team. This is like the weakest ragtag team I think we've had on this show. Whoa, Kevin, be careful. You don't say these things lightly in my presence. Yeah, I mean, but they don't have, they're not fitting any of these molds. <laughs> Uh, who am I rooting for? Who am I rooting against? I don't know. They're all just there. You know, the Twister team were, were a bunch of nobodies. Like, who, we don't know who any of them were, but at least they were funny. They were so much fun. They had personality. Yes, they I want to hang out with those guys. Sure. Philip Seymour Hoffman I don't want to hang out with any of the crew on this boat. <laughs> Not even Ice Cube? No. He's just super bitter this whole movie, right? So we find out that they're there. They're trying to find this this tribe, the people of the mist or mist people. Or yeah, gorillas in the mist. Something like that. So they're off on the boat and they come across a stranded boat and we get to pick up John Voight. Yeah, stowaway. He's, he gets on the boat pretty quickly. Don't waste any time finding him. And he's like, hey, just give me a ride to the next uh, next town over. Immediately were you floored by his accent? Yeah, I just, I didn't know what it was. It's really distracting, right? (laughs) He's talking like he has something in his mouth. Yeah, like marbles or something. Like he's doing a bad Marlon Brando. I don't even know what he's doing. He's got this stupid scar on his face. He's constantly rubbing his face and caressing himself. (laughs) 
I didn't get this character. He's really hard to wrap my head around. Yeah, he's very just over the top and all these little nuances. I, yeah, I just don't care for him. I know he's supposed to be a villain, so we're supposed to hate him, but it's just silly. All right, I'm going to say this right now. I might as well get to it now because we're going to get to it eventually. The John Voight character, when he arrives, he pretty much becomes the center of the movie. Yeah. Everything revolves around him. Having not seen this movie before, I was really surprised that this is what the plot of the movie was. I thought this was going to be a creature feature, giant snake movie. It's not that at all. It's more of a thriller, really. This movie does not know what it wants to be, and it hurts the movie a lot. Yeah, I mean, who's the villain in this movie? Is it the snake or is it John Voight? It's John Voight. Yeah. It's not the snake. Oh, what are they trying to say? Oh, man is the true monster. All that crap. Yeah. What do you think of this? Yeah, I, I think it would have been more fun if it was if the snake was the villain instead of John Voight. There wasn't this guy to kind of distract us doing stupid things. We never really get to learn anything about the snake either. It's this very super powered thing. And it really just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. There's no setup for it or nothing. But instead, we get to learn all about John Voight and his stupid accent. We also don't know how many there are. There's clearly more than one. Yes. I thought there was going to be one, hence the singular anaconda in the title. Uh-huh. Alright, so Eric Stoltz, he wants to go under the boat because a rope got caught in the propeller, so he's gonna get a scuba diving gear and go under the boat to get them free. What happens, Kevin? Well, he very quickly volunteers to jump into that water. I would not touch that water. I Yeah, I thought about that continuously in this movie. Isn't the Amazon dangerous? There's piranhas in there. I'm pretty sure it's the most dangerous place on Earth. Everything's out to kill you. Everything. So he jumps down there to free the, the, the propeller. He even tells him about that there's that little fish that swings up your pee-pee and lays a nest and dissolves your penis from the inside out or something. <laughs> yep. And he's like, yeah, see you guys. He jumps right in. So he's in there and he's freeing the rope and all of a sudden he starts acting like he's being choked. Yeah, by a ghost. This was really weird. Like for the first 30 seconds, like what's happening here? There's nothing around him. Yeah, I thought he was being dragged away by the snake. And they jump in, they bring him out and there's this giant like bat-sized wasp in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's huge. Where did it come from? How did he not notice it in the first place? Yeah, like he was wearing like uh, a scuba mask. Which means what? That it was inside the tank and crawled out? How could it be in that tank? That's impossible. That's impossible. It had to have been in the little mask thing when he put it in. But he would have noticed that. You'd think he was underwater for like five minutes. You'd think like as soon as you put that on, it would- like, what the hell? Something's crawling in your like, mouth. Yeah. Like what did it do? Crawl in his throat and hang out there for a while? <laughs> this didn't make any sense at all. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to make you think that John Voight did this. You know, the whole time that this has happened, I was just like, how the hell did a giant beat? Like, I find it really distracting and stupid. That's what they come up with? Really? That's the best they could come up with? Yeah. It's the Amazon. They could have come up with a myriad of things yeah. to take him out. But this? They could have used that catfish thing. <laughs> could have swim up his penis. Oh, oh God! He grabs his crotch and dies. <laughs> That's the end John of it. Boy could have stuck a pen in his penis. <laughs> Sucked it out. <laughs> I have to pee through a pen for the rest of my life. That's a movie. Yeah, it's. I don't understand how this thing. This just doesn't make any sense. Don't. If you're gonna do this, you're gonna have that wasp thing. Don't send him underwater. Yeah, have a wasp sting him on land or while he's sleeping or something. Yeah. Yeah. This just doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. So. So John Voight pokes a hole in Eric Stoltz's neck so he can breathe. What'd you think of that scene? That was pretty cool. Yeah, the one I've seen like four million times already. And what? In other movies and stuff. Yeah. TVs, movies. They're always shoving pens in people's throats. 
so they can breathe. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't intense at all. I think it was supposed to be, but I didn't care because I don't really care about Eric Stoltz. I agree. So they're on their boat. They continue their trip. John Voight essentially becomes the de facto captain because he says, hey, I'll lead you to the nearest hospital. Blah, 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 blah. Instead, he lures them down these secret back alley tributaries and they come across a wall in the middle of the Amazon. Were you intrigued by this mystery? No. <laughs> Why not? Were you? <laughs> yeah, I was burning with white hot desire to know what was behind that wall. I didn't know what the, what was the point of this? No, I didn't get it either. It accomplished nothing. They blow up the wall with dynamite and then it rains snakes on them. Is that what this, what this whole, the whole point of this was to have it rain snakes? Yeah. That has to be, right? There's no other point to doing this. So they're going down this river still and they come across an, an abandoned boat. They jump on and we find out this is Danny Trejo's boat from before. And we see a newspaper article printout and it's a picture of Danny Trejo and John Voigt holding a giant snake together. So they were best buds. I thought that was Mateo in the picture. No, it was Danny Trejo and John Voight. Ah, you got me beat. <laughs> so what does it all mean, Kevin? So they're best bud snake hunters. So John Voight, he finds some some gear and he has Ice Cube take that off the boat. They head back to the other one. Mateo is still on Danny Trejo's boat. He falls into the water and we finally get our first snake death. Sure. What'd you think of this? I thought it was a pretty piss poor. But Kevin, let me ask you this. Would you go hillbilly hand fishing for a snake? Oh, Why not? I wouldn't go hillbilly hand <laughs> Hand fishing, period. <laughs> no? That stuff's dangerous. Noodling. Yeah, I'm not going noodling. But listen, Kevin, didn't you hear John Voigt? He said that a live anaconda is worth one million USD. Follow the money. I guess a snake that big would be worth that much? Yeah. I don't think that's true. Who's paying for that much money for a snake, by the way? Yeah, because theoretically, isn't that snake really old and probably will die soon? I'm no poacher. I don't know. But a million bucks for a snake sounds excessive. It does. But I guess we're not clued into the black the poaching market. world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we get our first snake death, right? And the snake kills Mateo. I think we need to establish there's two different snakes in this movie. There's the CG snake. Correct. Which is what we see first and looks piss poor. I mean, even for 1997 <laughs> <standards>. <laughs> Kevin, you really like these special effects, right? They're on par with the water effects in The Mummy. Yeah, they're that. on par with Sci-Fi Channel original movies from 1997. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Then there's... <laughs> wow. Then there's like the mechanical <laughs> puppet snake. Sure. That looks decent. Okay. I was, that looked fine to me. And that was, I think, the majority of the snake shots. But whenever the CG snake showed up, whoo, it looked really, really bad. It looked really out of place. You know, again, I say this on this show over and over and over again. It's like, hey, it was 1997. Cut him some slack, bro. No. <laughs> Four years prior, Jurassic Park came out. Yep. And that still looks okay today. Yeah. It still looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to this, it looks better than Avatar or any modern movie combined. Yep. But this CG snake in this movie, it wraps around people, it crushes them, it bites them in the head and then twists their necks. I don't know. I don't care. I hated the, these deaths. They, they gave me a mild chuckle, maybe, because they were just so poorly made. I really like Jonathan Hyde's death. Did you? Yeah. Really? From a chuckle standpoint. Oh, okay. Not like know. a well done standpoint. <laughs> yeah, no golf claps. <laughs> Yeah, so what do you think of that shot of this snake swimming away with a body inside of it? Oh, that looked terrible. That's one of the worst things. Describe what it looked like, please, in, in pornographic detail. <laughs> I mean, it just, it was this fake looking CG snake with a giant person shape, like, oh, help me, like a mummy in there. Yeah. He swallowed the mummy. 
So here's my question. How often does this snake need to eat? It seems nonstop. That looks, it looked to me like a person would keep this snake satisfied for a decent amount of time. A month, probably. Like, it's just eating people like every hour. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I feel like it takes a long time for a snake to digest something. It's regurgitating the people up so it could kill again. It's a bloodthirsty killer. I feel like if it was regurgitating people up, we would have had that scene where like Jayla walked into a room and there was all regurgitated people around. Yeah, okay, yeah, she found its nest. <laughs> Yeah, but I agree with you. Like, the, the effect, it, it was just so badly made. The lighting on it was very poor. Yeah. The snake did not look like it was there in the world underwater. It did not look like it had a person inside of it either. No. Let me ask you this, Kevin. We can both safely assume that the heyday of the snake film is over, right? When was the last time you Snakes saw on a plane? That was the nail in the coffin, was it not? <laughs> it has to be. Like, that was supposed to be a, a hit, and it killed the snake film. Yeah. It really did. Like, Hollywood put all its hopes into it. Was it ever really alive? What was? Snake film? <laughs> what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to say? Name your favorite snake film. Boa versus Python. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway, so our boy Mateo is gone. He was eaten alive. John Voigt says, hey, Mateo's dead. And they all just agree and go along with it. Yep. Like, they, all because he just found a snake skin. Yeah, he's like, they hey. haven't even seen a snake. No. He's like, hey, Mateo's <laughs> dead. Let's go. No one saw him die. No one saw him disappear. As far as they know, he's still on that boat. They're like, hey, let's go. <laughs> They found his flashlight. Yeah, that's all they need. That's all That's all they need. So John Voight, he's like, it's time to catch a snake. Let's go fishing for snakes. He shoots a monkey. He convinces Owen Wilson to join him. Yeah, did he have like Stockholm Syndrome or something? What's going on there? He, he was following the money. Yeah, fell in love. Yeah. Cold hard cash. Absolutely. She's everyone's mistress. Yeah, one million USD. Boys and bucks. So John Voight, he's fishing for the snake. Yeah, but you're right. Everyone just seems to be going along with this. They're like, oh, whatever. Okay, we'll go fishing for snakes now. The tone of this movie is so weird. The way it goes back and forth between Killer Snake and like a weird Cape Fear thriller. Boom, 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 boom. With these ominous shots of Jean Void injecting anaconda <laughs> steroids or something into a syringe. What, what is was this movie? Tranquilizer. <laughs> Why would he inject steroids? He injects it to himself. Let's make the snake more powerful. Let's get it's steroids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. It's just, it's a, it's such a waste of time because he's doing such a bad job. <laughs> he's like, give me a snake. The snake's a better actor. You, in a way, it's like the snake, you almost like root for the snake, right? Yeah. It's like, just get rid of these people. They suck. So John Voight, he hooks giant snake. You're an angler. You appreciate a good fishing scene in a movie. What do you think of this? I, I love me some fishing. I watch fishing on TV. I like the perfect storm fishing. Oh man, Andrea Gale. This, I just thought this was really funny. It's like, wow, how lucky that they have a giant like crane and winch that they can use as a giant snake fishing pole. It's pretty sweet. So yeah, he, he hooks into the snake. I don't really know what the plan was here. <laughs> Explain yourself. What do you mean? He knows that this thing's like 40 feet long. And super strong. Like, what was his plan? It's gonna wrestle it to the ground. Just to let it tire itself out? I mean, this thing's huge. It's not going down without a fight. You need more than a little trank dart. The snake is very quick at times and very slow and deliberate at others. Like, as soon as someone's in front of it, instead of just attacking, it will stare at them for like 10 minutes. It doesn't do much. Other times, it's like the flash. It's so fast. Yeah. So there's a lot of people 
flying around, the snake's flying around, it gets unhooked, and the girl, Carrie Werther, falls in the water. Owen Wilson jumps in after her to save her, and she gets out, but Owen Wilson's not so lucky. Oh yeah, he he really bites it. What'd you like of that Michael Bay-esque camera rotation CG effect they did on him right before he died? I thought it looked awful. Yeah, it definitely looked awful. The snake, again, just, it didn't look like it was in the shot. He was on a green screen somewhere, yeah. and that snake came out of the computer and bit him. Yep. I don't know what I can say about the snake. I mean, the effect is just, it's not even Sega CD level. It's so bad. And it's just time and again, it just comes out. It's not even funny to me. It just makes me mad when I see it. Yeah, I mean, it's, so then would you rather it not have been such a big presence? Would you rather this have been Jaws? So this movie is trying to be Jaws on the in the Amazon, right? That's what it's just trying to be. I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I, I guarantee you. We see you. the snake too much. I guarantee you that's how they pitched it to Hollywood. It's, it's like Jaws with a snake. Oh. I, th- I think they went more with a, a, a horror movie like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I feel like they probably, at least what this is at the end, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre with a snake instead of Leatherface. Okay. It's not, it's not Jaws. Because if it was Jaws, you wouldn't have seen the snake until there was 20 minutes left in the movie. You know, I think I might have been okay with that approach if the John Voight character wasn't here and the snake was picking the people off one by one and we didn't really see what was happening. That could have been entertaining. But as it stands now, it's just a big mishmash of garbage. So at this point, John Voight, he's taken over the boat. He's got it. He's got, he's pulled his gun on some people. He slapped Jonathan Hyde around. That was a nightmare. Him, you better get my luggage upstairs, bro. J-Lo, she throws on some lipstick, <sighs> tries to sex herself up. Seduce her. She still looks like a hot mess. Yeah, okay. Can we talk about that? This movie is a real crime against humanity. How did they manage to make J-Lo look so bad in this movie? I don't know. But she nonetheless tries to put the moves on John Voight, which it works because it's been a long time since he's felt touch of a woman. Hey man, I did the same thing in his shoes. <laughs> So while they're making out, Ice Cube, he tries to come in with John Voight. He sees him coming. Luckily, Jonathan Hyde's back there with his golf club. Double cross. Smacks John Voight over the head, knocks him out. It's pretty good. Now, let me ask you about this, Kevin. So we know the snake is super powerful and can leap tall buildings in a single bound. Yes. They tied John Voight to this pole, and he's sitting on the ground. Yep. Tied up to a pole. Hands and feet bound bound and gagged. Yeah. Owen Wilson's widow is going up to him with a knife. She's going to take him out. All right. She's at least five feet tall. Let's be generous. Yeah. And say that she's five feet tall. Yep. John Voight's laying on the ground tied up. He somehow jumps 10 feet in the air. From a sitting down position tied up. How is this possible? Can you explain this to me? He does a lot of ab work. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> doing some sick crunches on that boat. You saw what I'm talking about. Uh, right? Yeah, yeah, I wrote that down. He, he jumps from a seated position at least six feet in the air. Should be in the NBA. Should be in the murder ball league. How do you jump from a sitting position when your legs are bound? You can't. You can't do it. Maybe we should test that here tonight. Yes, at that right, headquarters. I'll, I'll tie your hands up behind a pole. <laughs> is that a metaphor? You know it. So, Jonathan Hyde, he's being chased by the snake. He climbs up a super slippery waterfall, like 200 feet in the air. Sure. He then jumps off the waterfall, and the snake basically, like, throws its head down, grabs him mid-fall, and curls him up. It's like a bungee cord. This was laughable. It really was. This looked hilarious. The laws of physics were shattered into a trillion (laughs) pieces in the scene. 
So there's another scuffle. J-Lo shoots the snake in the head. I thought this was it. I thought the snake was over. It's the end of the snake. Yeah, it's like movie's over. There's still like 20 minutes left. John Voight, he gets stabbed in the back with the trank dart. If this was enough tranquilizer to take out a 40-foot anaconda, shouldn't this have just killed him? Yeah, that's enough to stop the heart of an eight-year-old girl. Should have killed a weakling like John Voight. (laughs) He falls into the water. Ice Cube has this great line. Oh, no. The dart fell out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. So foreshadowing. Wow. Good thing, you couldn't <laughs> just let me think for a second John Voight was dead? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just immediately splashing any potential surprise later when he shows up again. Oh, no. The dart fell out. <laughs> Yeah, I felt that too. That was really clumsy, right? Really bad. So it's now we got J-Lo and Ice Cube are driving the boat. Eric Stoltz is still down in the sick bay, (laughs) dying. And they come across this thing. I don't know what this is. It's like a plant or a plantation or a factory. Well, you know, before we go into that place, I just want to point one thing out. Before they go to this location and as they're fighting Jean Voigt, their boat runs aground, right? It lands on a rock. Oh, yeah, it did do that. <laughs> And then and like, a giant tree fell yeah, on it. Yeah, like a gigantic tree. <laughs> like like the tree of life from the Bible. Like it's enormous. Falls on them. That boat got crushed, right? It almost looked like it exploded the way they all flew off the boat. Yeah. But then at the end of the scuffle when the dart falls out, Ice Cube also says, oh, what luck. The boat knocked us loose from the rock. <laughs> what the hell is he talking about? It looked like it crushed the boat. Movie magic. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, Kevin. So they, they, they're going down the river. They're, they're going pretty pretty good in this boat, right? Sure. And they happen to, <laughs> across this place. Well, aren't they like in the middle of nowhere? Yes. Like they're specifically looking for a tribe of people that no one's like ever seen before. You're right. So they should be in the darkest, murkiest reaches of Africa. The parts that aren't, aren't even on a map. Africa? Oh, yeah. Where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Brazil or something? Where are we? Who cares? This movie doesn't the care. The Amazon is the I biggest river in Africa. Yeah, sure. It's the biggest river in New Jersey. That's where this movie took place. So, I just don't understand how this thing can be there. It's a massive factory or something. Sure. It's abandoned. They go in there, they're looking for fuel, because they're out of fuel. Yeah, they just leave barrels of fuel everywhere. And they find some fuel, luckily. This is a video game? (laughs) But, uh uh-oh, John Voight's right there, and he knocks them out. Ah, I guess that dart really did fall out. How did he get there? He must have swam behind them the entire time. He swam the Amazon with all the piranha. Penis fish (laughs) nibbling at his foreskin the whole time. We can all agree. He doesn't have a penis anymore, right? He's got long gone. That's why he's scowling so much over the course of this movie. He lost it years ago. That's why it's been so long since he had the touch of a woman. Yeah. So J-Lo and Ice Cube, they wake up. They're bound to each other, laying on the ground in this place. Okay, all right. How many times are we going to see people tied up in this movie? Where did they get all this rope? (laughs) Yeah, all this hemp rope. (laughs) One time's enough, I think. One's enough. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Remember how many times they threw that guy in jail? Yeah. Like, you do it once and that's it. Don't go back to the well on this thing. But John Voight, he's mixing up a nice batch of monkey blood. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> we didn't it get that them. much blood. He had 10 <laughs> gallons of freshly squeezed monkey blood. Where's he getting that from? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a monkey hunting. Yeah, okay. They're little monkeys too, right? Yeah, no, they're, they're not like, that big. They're like the size of a squirrel. He hollow man those monkeys to get that much blood. <laughs> So he throws the blood on, on J-Lo and Ice Cube. The snake comes like on cue. <laughs> yeah. So the snake shows up. John Voight jumps down with his rope in his hand. He pulls this giant net up to capture the snake. The snake gets loose. It goes after John Voight. And finally, John Voight gets what's coming to him. Oh, does he? What happens, Kevin? The snake grabs him, wraps him up, and swallows him down. And we get to see this sweet camera angle where we're inside the snake's throat. I actually love Love that. As it swallows John Voight. I thought that looked good. I thought that looked really good. So now that it's done with John Voight, even though it still has John Voight like in him, and I'm pretty sure a snake wouldn't be able to really even move at this point, it goes after J-Lo. And there's this, this really long like chase scene. This is so boring. The snake spits John Voight out at J-Lo. Yeah. He winks at her. I love that. J- John Voight pops up and he's like, bling, winks at her. Kevin, I told you. These snakes are ruthless killing machines. They can't get enough. John Voight was eaten approximately two and a half minutes before that, yet he was like... Decomposed completely. He was already digested partly. It didn't make any sense. Whatever. So... <laughs> you sound like a defeated man. I feel... Def- I, this, this The heat is sucking life out of me. I feel like I'm being squeezed by an anaconda, anaconda of heat. So J-Lo, she runs up this haystack thing. Uh, what was that? <laughs> Hay bale. I don't know. Who cares? She goes up a, a giant pipe. She rides the pipe. And Ice Cube lights a fire <laughs> with the matches he luckily had on Run! Him. The fuse is lit! This they is so they didn't bad. grab any fuel. Remember they were out of fuel? Yeah, that's right. They, they didn't get any. They ran out of fuel. Their boat wouldn't run anymore. The so sna- they blow it up. The snake blows up. It lands in the water on fire. It stays on fire and continues to chase J-Lo while on fire. It really is like Leatherhead or Michael Myers or one of these guys. Yeah. That's exactly what they would do. And then it just kind of slowly dies. Yeah, the end. I mean, I, I was surprised that uh, Ice Cube survived. And not only did he survive, he killed the snake. Yeah. In any other movie, his stereotypical character would have been the first one killed. Yeah, you're right. So that's kind of an interesting twist, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. So they're the last two people left, the skeleton crew on this boat. Oh, and Eric Stoltz is whimpering around like a baby. He's on his way out. Yeah, so... Yeah, so this movie ends with them finally locating the tribe they were looking for all along. And they say, oh, what the hell? Let's shoot our documentary. Let's do it. Rolling. As if, like, the four people that they were just with didn't die, like, in the past few hours. Yeah, sure. Why not? The end. I guess they cared about them as much as we did. (laughs) Let's find out what the real critics have to say about this movie. A silly and plodding Jaws ripoff about a 40-foot man-eating snake on the prowl in the Brazilian rainforest. Joe Lydon, Variety. Anaconda is trying to be a Jaws for the 90s, but like last year's The Ghost in the Darkness, it falls short in several key areas. James Bardinelli, Real Views. And finally, it never quite lives up to the promise of its admittedly irresistible setup. David Nusser, Real Film Reviews. Okay, Kevin, this movie currently holds a 38% around tomatoes, but is it really that? bad. I mean, come on, really? Yeah, it definitely is that bad. It really toes the line of the so bad it's good. I mean, John Voight is just like something else, man. It should be seen what he's doing here. Oscar worthy. (laughs) It's so beautiful. It's praiseworthy. I can't say that this is worth seeing at all. The one thing it has going for it is it's quick. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's the best thing I can say about an it. Hour, it's under an hour and a half, which is, I mean, you could very easily have seen these clowns making a two-hour movie out of this. Yes. And that would have been excruciatingly painful. So, with that being said, I'm going to give it a two out of five. Okay, as for me, is it really that bad? I was struggling this whole time. I was originally going to give it a two, right? But sitting here and talking about it and just thinking about all the little nuances, this is a movie that I honestly never want to see again. I never, ever want to watch this movie again. I hated it. I really hated it. It was such a chore to sit through. This is one of those movies when it was done, I said, oh, I am so happy this is over. Again, it's another one of those movies where I, I could, I would have rather been doing anything else than watching it. I, I didn't like anything about it. I mean, I chuckled here and there at a couple things, but not enough to push it over the top for me. Like Breaking Dawn Part 2. I just did not enjoy this movie at all. Not even John Voight's wacky accent is enough to push me over the top. I'm dropping a 1 out of 5 on Ooh. Anaconda. Get it out of here. Alright, Kevin, let's read some listener mail. And when I say brief, I do mean brief. <laughs> okay, Will writes in and says, Hi guys, I'm Will. I'm a long-time listener. I was wondering if Kevin, who's named after the gender-bending actor Kevin Klein, could divulge the harrowing tale involving the Philly fanatic. He almost talked about it in the last Boy Scout episode. That was like 10 quadrillion episodes ago. So Kevin, take it away. I gotta stop typing and go listen to my answer. Thank you once again. P.S. Yes, that bad should get an Instagram account. Will. Alright, tell your tale. The floor is yours. Kevin, you have the floor and most importantly, you have my blessing. What about your heart? Lock, stock, and barrel. Do people use Instagram? Wasn't Instagram bought by Facebook and now it's just, it's Facebook? But now Instagram has a, like a video app that people love using, like Vine. Why do we need so many of these things? Why not? I, can't we just have one? You got a phone in your pocket? Why you do we need to have it? Facebook, Vine, Twitter, Instagram? You sound like a thousand years old. That's how I feel. Anyway. Yeah, I was at a baseball game once, many, many moons ago. You were a young buck. I was a young buck. And the Philly Fanatic was there. It wasn't a Phillies game, but he was there making a special appearance. Oh, he was on loan. Yeah. So for those who are unofficiated, Philly Fanatic is the mascot for the Philadelphia Phillies. One of the most losingest teams in all the sports. Yeah, they're they're not too good. They, they've they had some success lately, but... Overall... Yeah, overall, they're, they're losers. Kevin, you're going to get shot in the face <laughs> by a random uh, Phillies fan. I actually root for the Phillies a little bit. Talk about a fair weather fan. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make any sense? <laughs> this is going nowhere. Anyway, so the... Explain what he looks like. He... Green looks like a giant something off the Muppets. He's got a long, like tubular mouth. I listened to an interview with the guy who was Mr. Met for many years. Yeah. And he talks about how in the world of baseball mascots, the Philly Fanatic is the most respected and world renowned out of all of them. Mm -hmm. He's the best performer. He's the most interesting. And he was one of the first two of the mascots as well, the most popular. And because he's from Philadelphia and Philadelphia fans are animals. <laughs> You're going to get shot in the no, face. I'm going to get shot in the face. <laughs> Philadelphia fans are super rowdy and angry. Yeah. And hate-filled, fueled by hate in all their moves, everything they do. No, no, but but Philly's a really rough town, right? You yeah. Can, we can all agree. Like, they're really rough. Yeah. And their mascot reflects that. Oh, yeah. Like, he has a lot of leeway. He can do whatever he wants. The, the, the Philly fanatic will go up to baseball players and, like, push them around. Oh, yeah. He gets physical. He gets physical with the baseball players. Yeah. Because he knows that... And if the baseball player punched him, 
<laughs> he wins, right? Yeah. And the baseball player is a loser and everybody will hate him yeah. forever. Yeah. So Philly, the Philly fanatic reflects where he's from. He's a real dangerous character. Yeah. I mean, everything he does is, is kind of jerky. He's, he's an antagonist. He, he does it to the fans too. So I was walking by. He's coming up. I go, hey, Philly fanatic. I go to, to throw my arm around him, get a picture taken. And he threw his hands around my neck and choked me. Wow. And it's on, it's on film. Oh, you're live on film? <laughs> so yeah, he choked me out. Oh, he did Gracie <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu. He had you on the ground tapping out. I kept tapping. He wouldn't let go. <laughs> so yeah, that's my Philly fanatic running. So you've been traumatized ever since. You can't eat a chili cheese. St- you can't eat a chili cheese steak without a... Philly cheesesteak. Philly chili, chili, chili cheesesteak. You can't eat a Philly chili cheesesteak without having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right that's it that's the only mail we got this week you made it a real humdinger well done kevin yeah great <laughs> okay thanks for those emails guys if you want to contact us you can reach us at yes that bad at gmail.com okay now it's time to announce next week's movie next week's movie is a real special treat kevin requested this movie personally got on his hands and knees and begged me for it joel just said what movie should we do next week <laughs> And then this is just the first thing that came out of my mouth. That's not how I remember it. You got that on your hands and knees and you were clawing at my pants. I get on my knees for no man. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, anyway, so Kev, the first words to dribble out of Kevin's mouth were, The Mummy Returns. Try off a return of Brendan Fraser. It's been too long since we have the cold, steady hand of Brendan Fraser on the show. And we get some rock action. Oh, yeah, right. Scorpion King is in this movie. All right, so there you go. Finally, we. this is a long time coming. I've been wanting to review this movie a long time. We did The Mummy like 100 episodes ago. Literally, yeah. <laughs> okay, tune in next week when we will be reviewing The Mummy Returns. Okay, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing. We have a new episode every Tuesday. Please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Those five-star reviews really do help out the show. Please help spread the word of the show to all your friends who are liking us on Facebook, facebook.com slash bad. You can follow the show on Twitter at yeah, it's bad. You can follow Kevin at Yeah, it's Kev. You can follow Marta at Yeah, it's Martin. And you can listen to the show and all your mobile devices via Stitcher. You can get that at Stitcher.com. Don't forget to get our latest premium podcast. You can get that at Yeah, it's that bad.bandcamp.com. And you can listen to all our previous episodes at Yeah, it's that bad.com. Once again, thanks for listening to the show. See you next time. Well, immediately after that, we're introduced to J-Lo. And Kevin, did my eyes deceive me or did I see J-Lo nipple? Oh, I don't know. Maybe they deceived you. Are you sure? I don't. I wasn't really paying enough attention <laughs> in this scene. My eyes were laser focused. I was actually feeding my child during this scene. Oh, look what happened to you. <laughs> look at this. Your priorities are all out of whack. <laughs>